computer says seven o'clock, so we will start the meeting. Uh, will you all please rise and uh, join me in the Pledge of Allegiance? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you for joining us this evening. We will get start, started with B1, which is the superintendent's report. Dr. Henson. Thank you, Mrs. Goodbird. Looking at the Reflections Award winners tonight that we honored earlier that are now downstairs in the reception, we're reminded that why we're here. What a great, great group of kids that we recognize tonight. And I understand some of them might have some further recognition in relation to what we celebrated with them tonight. So stay tuned for that announcement. Tonight, I want to congratulate uh, Dr. Southwick. He was named by Ingram's Magazine as a 2017 Icon of Education, the only K-12 person recognized as an icon in education in this year's class. The magazine honored Dr. Southwick for his 41 years in education. I didn't know you were that old, Dr. Southwick, but anyway, you've been in this business 41 years. You can't talk yet. It's not your turn yet, Dr. Southwick. For the record, I started when I was a kindergartner. Uh -huh. uh, the uh, recognition was also specifically for his talent in carrying out strategic vision and overseeing district initiatives. Also, the magazine recognized his focus on building relationships with students. As Dr. Southwick told the magazine, I'll quote, there never was a program that saved a child. It was a person who saved the child. We have responsibilities as people to reach out and help others. But there's an interesting segment in the magazine, Dr. Southwick, about some things that you had to overcome as a student to be successful. Would you like to visit with us about that tonight, please? Um, well, thank you uh, for the opportunity to be here with Shawnee Mission and to work in my 41st year here is an honor for me. Um, I have a passion to do this work and have for a long time, and um, sometimes it's hard to talk about, but um, I shared in, in the article um, a little bit of the story of my life, not all of it, but a little bit, um, that I was um, unfortunate enough to lose my parents, um, both of them by the time I was a freshman in high school. And um, my passion around the people that I work with is about kids, because if it had not been for those coaches, um, and I'm going to name a few, Coach Banuki, our football coach, that made sure I was out every year. Coach Snyder was the wrestling coach. Um, coach Bush um, helped us with baseball. And, and my English teacher that brought me forward and said, you need to be one of the first members of the future teacher of America. They knew my situation, but never felt sorry for me. They just kept me busy. Um, and I think it's it's a testament of the responsibility that we have, and it's my passion that we owe kids so much. There's millions of stories in this country that are much worse than mine, um, but the options for things to be brighter, we hold that in the business that we do. So I'm here 41 years later. I say jokingly from time to time, don't take this wrong, but uh, I could be in a lot of places that would be a lot worse than this. Um, some of them without the freedom to open the door and leave. Um, so I'm blessed to be here. Um, I'm humbled by this. I've had literally hundreds of people that have reached out to congratulate me. Um, a lot of the people in the district and my family. Um, 
my different communities that I've lived in. It's meant a lot. Um, but again, uh, the focus is, is on our students. Um, the last thing I'll say, and I could wish this for everybody, 41 years, I've never been in a place where I wasn't working exactly where I wanted to work, working exactly with the people that I wanted to work for and work with and working for students. And not everybody can say that. Uh, so I'll, I've been blessed. Last thing, I thank my wife. Uh, we will be married 40 years Christmas Eve. And without um, her diligence to stay with me and keep me on the right path, I'm sure I wouldn't look like that picture there. So <laughs> thank you. Congratulations uh, to you, Dr. Southwood. The Kansas Scholastic Press Association Student Journalist of the Year is a senior at Shawnee Mission East, Celia Hack. Celia is an online editor of the Harbinger and was surprised with the news while in class with staff members and her instructor, Dal Tate. Her winning portfolio work allows her to advance into consideration to be named the National Student Journalist of the Year. Celia is the seventh Shawnee Mission East student to be named the Kansas High School Journalist of the Year, so congratulations to Celia. We also tonight have some exciting news from Miriam Park. Third grade teacher Julie Potter has been selected to attend a program by the National Academy of Advanced Teacher Education called the Teacher Leader Program. The program's goal is to train graduates to be the Navy SEALs, quote, of the teaching world. Potter will attend this training through generous scholarship from the Kaufman Foundation. Today, we found out a familiar name to you. One of our students, Aaron Smith, was accepted into the MIT Research Science Institute. Only 50 students from the United States and 30 international students are accepted into this amazing program. So Aaron is one of 50. 49 others from the United States accepted in the program. She will spend six weeks at MIT this summer conducting her own research. She is in the biotechnology program at Shawnee Mission West, as you know. And so a, a big congratulations uh, to Aaron, uh, one of our outstanding students. Dr. Southwick, back to you in relation to construction, please. Yeah, just a very short, short update. Um, there, You see a picture of the new Center for Academic Achievement. We're getting very close to... Moving into that building, I think our technology people will move in about the third week of March. We're hoping that to move all of um, all of the central office staff uh, from a variety of buildings across the district in there, either the last week of March or the first week of April. So we will begin to occupy that building um, and use that for our everyday home. Uh, just as a reminder, Jay Dunn will continue to work on our student side of the building. As you look at the picture. Uh, the wing to the right of that serves um, hundreds of Shawnee Mission students uh, starting in August of this year in our signature programs. The other side of the building uh, that is connected by our nest, which is our community area, will serve all of, of our resources and administrators that we have in the district. So we're excited about that, and uh, we're going to bring that on uh, very quickly. Next picture we have uh, excited in the last several months to open our third new elementary school and this is Crestview Elementary <coughs> School. Um, our great parents and students and staff have operated out of Arrowhead building for the last 
year and a half, a uh, year and three quarters, and we're going to have an opportunity to move into this building. Um, our teachers will start the move right before spring break, and we'll work uh, some additional hours so that we'll have everything ready for students in that beautiful new building when we come back from spring break. So, again, um, that project was a part of our bond issue, was part of the uh, five, now six elementary schools that were targeted uh, throughout the community, and we're happy to have delivered the third one. Benninghoven comes in August, and we have two others that are under design right now, Brookwood and the new Lenexa Hills. So good progress, uh, a lot of work still to be done, but we're happy to have some of it out of the way. Isn't that right, Mr. Robinson? Yes, sir. <laughs> we love it. Thank you, Dr. Southwick. Dr. Hubbard, I'm going to ask you to approach the podium tonight. We have been uh, working on potential boundary adjustments, not because that's necessarily what we want to do, but out of necessity. So, Dr. Hubbard, if you would outline the process for us, please. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about why and then who would be impacted and then the timeline of what that might look like. So um, the first question that everyone wants to know, Terry, if you can flip for me, is um, can I flip from here? Okay. Um, will everyone be impacted? The answer is no. As a matter of fact, most boundaries will remain the same throughout the district. So why are we looking to adjust some of the attendance boundaries? There's multiple reasons that we do that, but we want to, um, as much as possible, distribute the population evenly among elementary schools. Um, we want to address overcrowding in some elementary schools while we also have schools that are underutilized in regards to capacity. Um, our largest elementary school in the district is Rising Star, and the two buildings closest to Rising Star have several empty classrooms. So from the efficiency standpoint, we want to try to balance all those schools as much as possible. And then in addition, we'll want to uh, look at boundary changes if there are new schools opening in the area. And as we know, we have one opening in the uh, west side of the district in 1819 Lenexa Hills. So how do we determine that? There's multiple ways, again, that we determine it, looking for an efficient way to balance student population, um, looking at rezoning, kids may fit better, naturally fit better um, in a geographical location, um, long-term projections by housing developments. Um, if you've been out west lately, you know that there are multiple uh, multifamily housing developments going up in several of our attendance areas, so we want to balance that. Um, we have some split neighborhoods, so we try to keep neighborhoods together when we can. And then looking at boundary changes that, is, that have happened over the years throughout Shawnee Mission. So what schools could be impacted? Um, we plan to make a final proposal at the March meeting as we finalize numbers, but right now um, we are specifically looking at Benninghoven Elementary, Krista McCullough, Mill Creek, Shawano, and Rising Star on the west side. Um, as part of this proposal, we plan to allow all current fifth graders, that would be sixth graders going into 17-18, to remain in their home school. And there are no middle school or high school theater pattern changes with any of the proposals that we will be making to the board in March in regards to the west side. On the east side of I-35, <coughs> oops, go back one for me, please. On the east side of I-35, we're looking at East Antioch and Overland Park Elementary. And this boundary change would impact a middle school feeder pattern. Um, and again, currently the sixth graders that are that would be in those schools could remain in those schools, but transportation would not be provided for those students. 
Um, transportation for students moving to new attendance areas, uh, transportation would be available if they live outside of the 2.5 mile radius, um, as an in school does now. And then the, um, the next question, which always comes with any boundary change, is would my family be able to apply for a transfer to remain in their current school? And when we go back to why we're doing it and trying to maintain balance, um, it's very important. That, that's one of our main goals is to maintain balance and to be efficient as we possibly can. So for the 2017-18, any school impacted by a boundary adjustment would be closed to transfers. And then um, if the board approves all the, the changes that we will present in March, all families will receive notification from the, either the school and or the Office of Leadership and Learning uh, via manual learning. Here's sort of the timeline of what we're looking at. So we shared with principals this afternoon. We're sharing with you now the week of March 20th um, after spring break. We will share with the actual maps, the proposed maps with each school's PTA um, and all of those seven impacted, as well as the two middle schools. And then um, we will present to the board March 27th for final approval. And then April we will um, plan transition activities for those families to um, be welcomed in their new school. So I'd be glad to answer any questions you may have regarding the On the first slide that you showed in the West Attendance Area, you didn't talk about buses and that. You only talked about uh, the transportation in the second. So it's the same as in regards to transportation. Sixth graders will be able to stay in their school, but however, we would not provide transportation. Okay, that they wasn't on the stay. first thing, so we might add that on. Thank you, Dr. Hubbard. Thank you. That concludes my report, Mrs. Goodburn. Thank you, Dr. Henson. Oh, we move to C1 special presentations. Presentation by the foundation. Ms. Kim Hinkle, executive director of the foundation, is here to report to us. Thank Welcome. you, Mrs. Goodburn. Thank you for having me. I'd like to introduce Susie Hall. She's a member of our board of directors. And we are here tonight really just to express gratitude um, to the employees of the Shawnee Mission School District. So um, over the last several years, we've asked um, district employees to give to the foundation. They every day are the boots on the ground that help our kids learn and help them achieve, and they also step up and financially support the foundation, primarily through um, deductions to their payroll. And it's been very successful, and we are just very, very grateful to the employees of the district um, for really doing all of those things for our kids. And then really the cherry on top is that they support the foundation. And as you know, we support a lot of great district programs um, from early childhood education to STEM initiatives. And one of the things we're most proud of is our CARES Fund, um, which really helps our families on an emergency um, basis when, when we know kids might not be able to get to school um, or have some obstacles in the way, so we help them. So just want to thank the employees. This year, Dr. Denny um, stood up and really challenged the administrators to give 
or give more than they already are. So many are already giving, and they really came through. And so he um, he said that he would match their gifts up to a certain amount, and that has happened. And so tonight we want to thank Dr. Denny for that. <laughs> And I will also, I want to give special thanks to Dr. Southwick, who has really led the charge and has been very, um, what's the word we should use? Um, Persuasive. Persuasive. (laughs) (laughs) But also is is absolutely the first person giving to the foundation. Um, So certainly um, you lead by example and we appreciate it. So would you like to say anything? Dr. Southwick last August explained the importance of the Shawnee Mission Education Foundation and particularly the importance of the Shawnee Mission Cares Fund. He did it very eloquently and he also, and I'd like to have you to say a few words about what do we expend funds from this particular fund on? Because these aren't the extras. These are the essentials. Yeah, and and close to my heart, I've had a chance to speak about that a little bit tonight, but it might surprise you that in the Shawnee Mission School District, we have kids every day that go hungry. We have kids that uh, don't have a place to go home to at night. We have kids that don't have their heater, their electricity, or their water on. We have kids that don't have clothes to wear to come to school. Um, And again, I think our mission is uh, to reach out and help people. So our conversations, and, and I have to give Dr. Henson credit as we started to look at the Shining Mission Cares Fund, there are times when our principals and our teachers and our nurses and our social workers identify kids that need support. They have no means for that. We've created those means in the Shining Mission Cares Fund. Um, so we have, um, as, as a result of a call from a principal around Christmas time, uh, put a parent and a child up in a hotel for two weeks until he was able to get on his feet and get a job and get a place of his own. Uh, Did that make a difference in that kid's life? Absolutely. Um, Believe it or not, in the last couple of years, we buried two of our students because the families had no money um, to conduct a funeral or to have them be in a place of rest. Shawnee Mission Cares Fund stepped up and provided um, so that those kids could be laid to rest with dignity. And I can go on and on and on, but this really strikes to me uh, when we talk about, not cheaply, that all means all, we're going to take care of our brightest kids. We're going to take care of those kids that are in no need. We're not going to forget those kids that, out here that have great need. Um, so as a result of the generosity from, um, and again, the vision from Dr. Henson working with the foundation, talk, having conversations with our administrators about beginning to be more generous, and then the challenge that Dr. Denny put out, I think we have an amount that um, we were challenged with to meet that would be matched, and I really don't want to share that. One of you should do that. But I'm extremely proud of, of our people for stepping up and taking that challenge. I'm, I'm equally proud, and I am pleased tonight to give the Shawnee Mission Education Foundation our check for $20,000. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. And I will just, if I can just echo what you said, <clears throat> um, I've had three CARES requests today. 
So one was to keep a family in some temporary housing because they lost their home. Um, one is for a utility bill. And one is for, for some groceries, for some emergency food. So this was today. Um, and we don't know what tomorrow has, but this, this is very helpful. And it's very generous, and we're very, very appreciative. And I want to mention that it was the generosity of administrators and staff that stepped up to raise that 20 so it could be matched with 20. So that's a $40,000 donation. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you to all. Thank you. Wonderful. We will move to open forum, D1. During each regular business meeting, the Board of Education provides an open forum as an opportunity for public comment on school district issues. Agendas are published in advance to notify the community of the topics under consideration. Patron comments are welcome. The Board President will place a time limit per speaker on open, open forum remarks. Tonight, I believe we have around 15 speakers, so I'm going to limit it, like I have done in the past, to three minutes. And Dr. Denning will keep time, so each speaker will have three minutes. We will give you a, what do we do, 30 uh, minute, 30 seconds? We'll give you a 15 second warning. <laughs> and we're going to give you a warning uh, with the... Maybe I'll use the yellow lapkin. Yeah. Where's the yellow napkin? Yeah. There you go. Uh, but how about at 2.30? Okay. Yeah. So at two minutes and 30 seconds, we'll give you the yellow uh, napkin. And then at three minutes, we, we really need you to wrap up the comments. Um, and patrons who wish to speak in open forum should complete the request card. They did and submit it to the group, uh, the clerk of the board. Um, if a group has comments, too, which we have quite a few speaking on the bus on busing tonight, um, if a spokesman um, could be selected to speak on behalf of the group, that would be wonderful. Or if you have already, if we've already heard f your the comments uh, from a previous speaker, you can also pass. We just don't want to uh, uh, have the comments be the same. If we keep hearing the same comments, so you are allowed to pass if you'd like to, and just <coughs> reiterate what uh, somebody else said quickly. So anyway, when you, um, I'll call the names. Just come up to the podium and, and give us your name and address. And then you may proceed in speaking. Home address, yes, your home address. Uh, address from the blue card. Okay, so first up we have Terry Masters. Thank you, Ms. Goodman. Uh, my name is Terry Masters. I live at 7711 West 61st Street in Oldham Park. My wife, Celeste, and I are Shawnee Mission North graduates and are lifelong North Area residents. Uh, I first became, I'm going to speak to the mascot situation. I first became involved with the Shawnee Mission North Indian mascots when the oldest of our three children started attending Shawnee Mission North in 1991. When we attended our first varsity game that year, there were no mascots. After several inquiries, we were told that the, by the administration that they were not allowed. I contacted the Bureau of Indian Affairs in downtown Kansas City, Missouri, and made an appointment to discuss my concern. After this meeting, to discuss my concern, it was suggested that I contact the Eastern Shawnee Tribe of Oklahoma. I was told not to let the opinions of a few determine what they think is the greater good. For as many people who speak against something, there are many, many more that are proud and willing to be part of something positive, as I soon found out. After writing the 
Writing to the Eastern Shawnee Tribe of Oklahoma, I received correspondence that stated, and I quote, the Indian nations have been plagued in recent years by overreaction by a minority. Unfortunately, it is the minority radical groups who receive the greatest publicity. This results in the general population believing that they speak for all nations. They do not. The Eastern Shawnee Tribe of Oklahoma is proud to lend its name and moral support to the education of America's youth. We do not believe the use of costumed youth to be offensive or degrading to the tribe. Good luck in your endeavor. Signed by Jim, uh, Perry, Perry Hauser, business manager, Eastern Shawnee Tribe of Oklahoma. Along with this correspondence was a resolution giving me permission to resurrect a proud tradition. I belong to an honorary camping organization founded by H. Roll Bartle when he was a scout executive of the Boy Scouts of America. This organization is based on the heritage, culture, and ideals that were taught to him by an Arapaho chief while serving, in a scout while serving as a scout executive in Casper, Wyoming. I have used the knowledge and Indian lore from this organization to try and keep the mascots as authentically attired as possible. The outfits were made by myself with the help of my sister-in-law, Kathy Sissom. You might notice that's Mayor Sissom's wife. Also, a Shawnee Mission North graduate. Although these outfits may not be totally accurate to the Shawnee tribe of eastern Oklahoma, I have done the best that I know how to do and would welcome any assistance from the Shawnee tribe to make them more authentic. Each year, two male and two female mascots are selected. The selection process consists of an approval for all of, by all of their teachers, as well as writing an essay. Then this is followed by an interview with a sponsor. This is a very prestigious position. I require these mascots to meet with me prior to receiving their attire. I discuss the proper care, conduct, and frame of mind that they need to have in order to wear their attire. I have always instructed them not to be involved in a tomahawk chop, as I do not believe that it's appropriate, even though this is commonly done at local Kansas City Chiefs games. My desire is to inform them of some of the customs and instill a pride and respect for the Indian culture. Ultimately, I would like to have them attend a local powwow to further their understanding of the native culture. We have no intention of mocking or dis disrespecting the Indian culture that we represent. The mascots represent honor, strength, determination, and pride. They are regarded with the utmost respect within the student body of Shawnee Mission North. When the mascots dress out, I instruct them to conduct, conduct themselves in a prideful manner and to treat their attire as if they were wearing their Sunday best. During the opening ceremony at each of the varsity games, the cheerleaders and the mascots perform an honorable function. No one in the audience is mocking or laughing at them. They are instead very focused on the moment of pride, respect, and honor. Mr. Masters? Yes, ma'am. It's past time, so I'm can sorry. you wrap up really quickly? I got one more sentence. Okay. Following the ceremony, the school breaks into a school song. Please do not attack the traditions of the area and a school because it does not fit into what is presently considered politically correct. I would like to see this disagreement taken as an opportunity for the Shawnee Tribe of Eastern Oklahoma to become actively involved so that the Shawnee Mission North may represent the strong heritage and tradition of the area for which it was named. I apologize for going over. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Uh, Roger Moore. Good evening. 
I'm Roger Moore. I'm the Senior Vice President for First Student for our local region headquarters here in Overland Park that oversees our Shawnee Mission operations. And I appreciate the opportunity for myself to speak tonight and some of our team members. We're proud of the robust and lowest cost bid that we submitted to the district and our current 97% on-time performance that we're giving to the district right now. As you can see, there's a large element who's volunteered to be here from our local team. Anyone with first student? Uh, yellow vest, orange vest, raise your hand here. This team is passionate about what they do for first student and also the service that it provides the district every day, and we're very proud of them. So I want to give you, in a short time I have, uh, to just establish the credibility of our myself, our team, and, and the company. First, myself, I've got over 31 years in transportation management. I'm a retired Army officer, West Point graduate. I have a master's in transportation management. In uh, deference to the Navy SEALs that I heard here, I was Airborne Ranger in the Army, uh, so we could be the Airborne Rangers of the uh, school busing, I guess. Um, but most importantly, I was a transportation specialist in the Army. I've been in two wars, a contingency, Bronze Star, Legion of Merit, numerous other awards. Currently, I've got 11 years uh, at first student managing operations and our teams in 10 states and over 350 school contracts. Chris Coyle is our area general manager here, also in Overland Park, over 20 years in uh, Transportation management, seven in first student where he's excelled. Uh, met him first when he was a platoon leader in my uh, battalion I commanded in Bosnia. He's battle-tested and very good. And our entire staff we put together is outstanding, from the monitors, the drivers, the mechanics, and the location staff, region staff. They're super. When, for as far as first student, I'm proud to work there. Uh, we're a company with integrity, high standards. And when you look at the 15 categories the district laid forward to make evaluation criteria, I very safely can say that we feel that we're the best in each of those categories. We're the largest, continuous operated, over 47,000 buses, best safety record in the industry, winner of the Green Cross from the National Safety Council, technology, the leaders here, uh, expertise across the board. I heard about the district boundary and school boundaries you're going to change. We have a whole element, First Planning Solutions, 25 years in existence of experts. They do all the what-if studies. Because if you make the wrong move, it, co it could cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars. We throw that in with our bid for free there. We've got the largest footprint here in Kansas City, uh, numerous locations running over 1,200 locations. So two questions. Should the district really spend $573,000 more for the school transportation over the next five years when we're providing 90% on-time performance right now and doing a great job with a super dedicated team and second what are the current capabilities of ds bus lines because i certainly can't find online of where they're in existence right now so i would ask you to seriously look at your 15 criteria and match us up against them and what is their current footprint and how can they possibly beat us because i i can't figure it out we can't and finally with this team here we've got a huge footprint here if we do lose this contract these are valued employees. We put in great time, resources, care, and love with them, and we plan to take them with us to the other eight locations that we have around here. Thank you for your time. Chris Coyle. Uh, Chris Coyle, 8309 West 142nd Terrace, Overland Park. Uh, good evening, members of the board, Dr. Henson, Dr. Southwick. Um, again, Chris Coyle, first student, uh, area general manager. We met back here in uh, June, if I remember right, in June 20th. Um, I just want to talk to you about our challenges and our successes for the last two co couple years with uh, 
servicing the school district here. First Student had been challenged with hiring enough drivers for the last few years. However, those shortages coupled by staff changes came to a head in 2015. 2015, we remained an average of 25 drivers short throughout the whole school year and required the, the borrowing of an average of seven drivers throughout the whole school year. The nationwide shortage of commercial drivers and areas low employment rate of between 2.7 and 3.1% showed the driver shortage would be around for the near future and wages had to be addressed. In November 2015, first student came to the tough decision to request the district contribute in solving the driver shortage by recommending a 27% increase for the first year rate. Between the initial meeting in December and the board approval on that meeting in June, the first year rate was reduced to 20% with the added stipulation that first student performance would be evaluated before November 1st of 2016. The district decided to cancel the contract for the stated no reason and released an RFP. First student understands that you want to make sure that you've got the right rate and it's what the market will bear. However, after the bid results were tallied, we were $573,000 lower than the nearest uh, competitor. In light of our struggles, it is clear first student's performance improved significantly as the number of drivers were hired. After the board's approval, it gave first student exactly 53 days to hire 40 drivers before the start of the first school. Comparing our performance in the third week of September 2015 to this 2016 September, one, our on-time performance improved to 92%. That was a 17% reduction in the number of late occurrences compared to last year. Equally comparing the same week in February 2016 to 2017 this year, there was an improvement on on-time performance to 97%. This resulted in a 68% reduction of late occurrences. Most occurrences were in the afternoon and not affecting uh, instructional times. In closing, I submitted to the board last, last June that uh, we had some struggles and I took responsibility, but I also said that we were going to work hard at getting this year to be a, an excellent startup and we accomplished that. As you can see, uh, the folks uh, I'm representing, not only the folks behind you, but the countless others that couldn't make this meeting. So I want to make sure that we said that we were going to make it and we accomplished that. And I, I believe that we did. So thank you very much. Nick Hadley. Good evening. Nick Hadley, 6332. Goodman and Merriam. Thank you for allowing me to speak this evening. I am a uh, Shawnee Mission South graduate. I went to the then Hillcrest High School. I want to give you a hug and say that I think the Shawnee Mission School District is the best in the land. I really do. I feel that personally. I'm a bus driver for first student. I have been for two years. I'd like to give you a little perspective or a little point of view from as a bus driver. First and foremost, we are committed to our customer. Our customer comes in various forms. Obviously, it's the student, but it's the, the parent of the student also. We get to know each of the students by name. We get to know their, everything about them and also the parents. The teacher is also our customer. And, and uh, as, a, as a parent knows that 
when they when their child hops on my bus, they're my child during the duration of the bus trip, and so they feel very safe that their their kid is in good hands. Uh, we are dedicated to safety. Safety is a full time job, especially with today. There there are many more distractions today than there were three four years ago with cell phones and everything else. Uh, as we are driving, our, uh, it takes I'm sorry, it takes w- three weeks to train to become a first student driver. The bulk of the training is heavy emphasis on operating a safe bus. Our motto, if you can't do it safely, don't do it. We are supportive of each other. We operate as a team. Uh, as we are driving, as an example, if we spot a traffic condition that may impact either safety or schedule times, we modify dispatch so the information be shared to all of our drivers. Uh, examples are road closures, highway conditions, constructions. We are able to reroute at that point. We are accountable for performance. All the buses are equipped with the latest computerized GPS reporting. We're reviewed on the various metrics. On-time analysis, speed ratings are just a few. The right way produces the right results. What I spoke of is our core values. Each of our drivers for first student live and breathe them every day. And in doing so, first student continually sets the highest standards. My name is Nick Hadley, and I'm a proud driver for first student at the Shawnee Mission School District. Thank you for your time. Darlene Davis. Good evening. I'm Darlene Davis. My address is 18890 West 164th Terrace, and I live in Olathe, Kansas. I am the region training manager for First Student, and my office is in Olathe, and we service the Kansas City metro area with the eight locations on both sides of the state line in Kansas and Missouri. As Chris Coyle had talked about, that he was given the task of making sure that we had enough drivers in June of 2016, he got together with myself and other key region staff members that are, that's locally housed here, and he said, here is what we're, what we're up against. We took a look at what it looked like for the unemployment rate. We saw that, like he had mentioned, that it was an uphill battle based on nationwide, um, just the, the driver shortages nationwide. And we came up with a plan that worked. We got together our recruitment team, and <clears throat> we had made sure that we had enough instructors to take care of all of the um, drivers that we needed to hire. We had all of our trainers for both on the road and our skills training put together in place. And you know what? Even though it was an uphill battle, we did it. Mm-hmm. We hired those that we needed to take place. We had local support that's right here in this very area. The training center, like I said, reaches far and you know on both sides of the state line. We have compliance up to 100%. I mean, we, we really do a great job. We have the files that are filed locally in my office in the um, training center. And also, we have electronic files that we can view all kinds of compliance right there online. We do the backgrounds, we do the MVRs, which is the motor vehicle report to make sure they're clear before a driver even takes the road. We also make sure that they have the drug test and the, um, the, the driver, uh, excuse me, the physical, the DOT physical. I've had the pleasure of being on the KSPTA board, which is the Kansas State Pupil Transportation Association for the last two years. And this is my third year invited back to be able to teach the, all of the trainers statewide in the state of Kansas. 
Keith Dryling, who is the state director of transportation, has said to me time and time again, we choose first student because of your excellence, because of the knowledge that you put forth. And we're very proud of that. Being able to represent the whole state of Kansas is amazing. I couldn't wait to get here, honestly, to kind of brag on our recruitment team. Many of them are here in this room tonight. They did a smashing job, an excellent job, and did what we asked them to do. Our trainers, the ones that are here also tonight, they did what we asked them to do, working many, many hours to make sure that we had enough drivers. So I want to thank you tonight for the opportunity to be able to speak with you about what First Student can, can do for you. You know, we're a team. You're getting more than just a company. You're getting a family. You're getting a team that will work for you. So thank you very much for the opportunity to stay with First Student. Summer Wilds. Good evening. I am the current assistant location manager for Shawnee Mission. Um, I've been in the school bus industry for 11 years. Seven have been with First Student. Um, I started my adventure as a driver with another school busing company. I was also a trainer. Um, when First Student took over my previous location, I was a dispatcher. I then moved up to a lead dispatcher of 500-plus routes, transporting more than 17,000 riders. And I did that for four years. Um, I then came to Shawnee Mission to take over that position. I've seen technology grow. Um, I've seen how the overall busing industry has grown with it. Utilizing technology has allowed us to route more effectively and efficiently, as well as hold our, ourselves and others accountable. Um, when I arrived September of 2015 to the Shawnee Mission location, it was clear that there were challenges that needed to be worked through. This team never stopped progressing um, to overcome the downfall they found themselves in due to driver shortages. We worked to stabilize and move forward without having the correct pay scale. This continued to be difficult through 2015-2016 school year. We borrowed drivers. We worked the process that would not only help short-term, but also help us to succeed long-term. Um, we took the 2016-2017 school year and started out strong, and we continue strong today. Our strength was gained not only with, or was not gained only with hard work and dedication, but continued progress. We recruited drivers, modified routing software, looked at and adjusted routes for efficient routing, gained higher visibility of drivers and their tasks, as well as other processes that heightened our performance and ability to measure the strides with first student technology. Our operations was set and ready for the school year. We continue to work improving daily. Um, this year I've had the opportunity to get out of my office to do some meet and greets at the schools, not just have an email and a phone call. Um, I've been able to reach out to the schools as well as the district. Um, we've been told that this year was the best school startup that they can recall. Um, challenging early outs, we were definitely seen as doing better than previous years. Um, our, we minimized the amount of late arrivals. We, we brought in assistance from other locations. We really looked at the data. Um, we transport approximately 8,000 riders for Shawnee Mission School District, and my goal and my team's goal is to make sure that every student, parent, and school are receiving the best service pos possible, and we want to make sure that we address 
all their concerns immediately. Um, we've reached out for feedback numerous times. Um, I'm at a loss to how the, the district cannot see the Shawnee Mission progress and it's headed in the right direction. Our team of managers, staff, drivers, and monitors are dedicated and structured for success. I understand that you will ultimately make the decision you feel best in your best interest, and I am just hopeful that your best interest will be the best interest of Shawnee Mission students and parents that we serve. They deserve the best and continue to receive the best. Thank you. Thank you. Roxanne Stanford. Sanford, sorry. Sanford. Apologize. Good evening. Thank you for the opportunity to speak. My name is Roxanne Sanford, uh, 935 West Layton, Olathe, Kansas. I've worked for First Student for about five years, and I'm here to talk about some of the technology that we've offered over the last few years, um, particularly, and, and some new and upcoming ones as well. Uh, last year, we implemented First Acts into the Shawnee Mission School District, which is an online um, bus conduct notice, which allows us to timely communicate with the schools <laughs> and the students and the parents. Um, it, um, it's a wonderful tool to manage that behavior on the bus and have many fewer uh, or have fewer issues. Uh, we also implemented TextCaster this year, uh, which allows us to notify parents uh, and those who sign up for that of schedule changes, bus delays, anything like that in a real-time manner. Some of the new and upcoming things that we are doing is First View, which is an online bus app uh, using our GPS technology. This will allow parents to again sign up and get real-time information about what time that bus will be at their stop. It will give them alerts five and ten minutes out. Um, it will give them bus delays and reasons. So it is a new and exciting um, program that First Student is offering. Uh, we also will be implementing issue tracks, which is a uh, program that will allow us to seamlessly resolve issues, resolve concerns, uh, and communicate effectively with the district and the schools, and they can see that resolution to its end. Thank you for the opportunity to speak to you tonight. Denise Rawson. Hello, I'm Denise Rawson. I live at 8215 West 79th Street, Overland Park, Kansas, 66204. I've moved, sorry. You know, you get too many of those zip codes. Um, I've been in this transportation business for hmm, about six years now. I started out managing hotels, and I stayed off as a stay-at-home mom. My son is a proud graduate of Shawnee Mission West, and I'm just very proud of him. I'm proud of this district. I still talk. His bus driver still catches me from time to time and says, how's, how's Alex doing? How's he doing? So that is the first student. That is the first student driver. He is the one that comes up to me. I am also the one that goes, if my son ever misbehaves on that bus, <laughs> I'll take care of that. But I didn't plan notes. I'm sorry. I just talk a little bit off the cuff, and this is just me. First student is a home, okay? I started in Olathe. I started as a driver. I started as a trainer, which is what the orange vest means. Orange vest means something special, okay? It means that I'm a mentor. It means that our drivers know who to come talk to and find out the real information, not quite, you know, what all the 
what all the people tell you you need to do, all those shortcuts. It's safety. I then became a, um, I became a regional. I worked for Darlene. I became a regional trainer. I became an instructor. And then they moved me over to Parkville, Missouri, as the location safety manager. So this company, we start from, you know, cradle to grave. We are with our drivers. We take the time. We are dedicated to that safety. That I can't even begin to explain that enough to you. I don't think you're going to find that anywhere else, that the people, our people, I walk into locations, they go, oh, you trained me. That dedication to safety, that caring, the fact that I can walk into any first student and it's the same safety core. We continue to learn. We continue to grow. We continue to offer new safe solutions. This is why our background checks, why we do our random drug screens. We, see, we hear all this really bad stuff in the news. We are there. We are forefront of making sure we keep our students safe. And we have the facilities. We have the, the people. We, we ask them, hey, come help us out. You guys don't start till Labor Day. We still had 20 people. I have a really hardworking staff of trainers. I'm very proud of them. Thank you all. And thank you all of our drivers for coming. Really thank you. Thank you for supporting us. And please, we hope that you choose to support us as well. Thank you very much. Ray, Ray Jarrett. Good evening. My name is Ray Jarrett, and I live at 21316 uh, West 64th Terrace in Shawnee, uh, Kansas. I uh, started here at first student as a driver, specifically at the Shawnee Mission location, making $12 an hour. And even though I had some previous leadership and management experience, uh, I decided to start as a driver. And so this is where I cut my teeth in the Shawnee Mission District, getting lost but yet trying to do an excellent job. I am now the location manager at Parkville, and my focus tonight for you all is to, to, to let you know the vast resources that are available for, for first student. So it's, it's what's not in the contract that I'm going to, to kind of you know, illustrate. Um, we all work for, for Roger, and if you work for Roger, that means two things. That means you're gonna be all in, and that means you're going to be a team player. And so it's not just that we gave Shawnee Mission or helped alone Shawnee Mission drivers. Uh, it's resources. It's, it's idea sharing. Uh, as a matter of fact, as the, as the location manager at Parkville, I made the ultimate sacrifice, and I gave them Denise. <laughs> she was, uh, it hurt. It hurt bad, but um, we knew that she was going to be the right person at the right moment to help be instrumental in getting Shawnee Mission back on its feet. Uh, the reason that this is such a passionate thing for me, being supportive of one another, is that as a location manager in Parkville, we went through a similar driver shortage, where low wages had a lot to do, contributed with the, the troubles that we were having in service. Shawnee Mission pitched in, helped us out. We got resources from all over 
the United States and all over this region. That just doesn't happen when you're a standalone person. And as a result of them helping us, we are now in a position to help other locations, not only, like I said, with drivers, but with a lot of other resources and ideas. And as a result of that, our district is pretty happy with us. We got the highest rating that a district could give to a transportation company this year. And I have no doubt whatsoever that if you make the decision to give them that same opportunity, that you'll be equally as happy with the Shawnee Mission team. Lots of people that I know, lots of people that are here, and lots of people, lots of really talented people and resources are available in. So we're all in. We're here. You're going to get a lot more than just the really crack team that's at Shawnee Mission. You get the rest of us, too. Thanks so much for your time and, and for letting me speak. Rodney Kenner. Good afternoon. My name is Rodney Kenner. Uh, my address is 1131 uh, South Cook in Olathe. And I am a dispatcher at First Student. I've been with First Student since 2010. I came right about the time that First uh, Shawnee Mission made the, the, the change from Durham to First Student. And as a dispatcher, I specialize in meeting customers' needs. I have four sets of customers that I work with on a daily basis. First are my drivers and my monitors. I make sure that they have everything that they need to be successful in what it is that they do on a daily basis. I spend time encouraging them, uh, asking them if there's problems in their lives, making sure that they are fit to do their job. My second set of customers are my parents and my students. I hear a lot from parents nowadays. Sometimes I hear more than I want to. But my job is to make sure that the parents get the information that they need. They understand that the drivers are operating professionally and that they're conducting themselves in a respectful manner toward their students. And I enjoy that part. I hear from students as well because they may call because they left a phone on the, on, on, on the bus or maybe a bag on the bus. So I'm dealing with them as well. My third set of customers would be my teachers, the secretaries, the coaches, the administrators in the local school. I get calls from them too. And uh, we build relationships over time. And I'm, I'm glad to know that over those seven years that I've been here, we've built great relationships. My fourth set of customers are the management team at First Student and the management team here at the district. And so this is probably the first time I've met you as my customer. You are uh, indeed a customer of mine, and I'm, I'm glad that you allowed me to be here. And so I spend the time with those customers trying to make sure that we can provide the services that we, we offer, you know, First Student offers us. Change is a part of life. Change is continuing, and everybody has to go through change. And as we ponder the change that you may want to make, I want you to consider the, the ramification of all the changes that will be made uh, in making a change with the company. There are going to be many, many things that are going to change over the course of that time that you bring in a new company. And there's going to be things that impact not only us, not only you, not only the company, but the students, the parents, the uh, teachers, and the administrators as well. And so as you might consider that change, realize that there's a lot of things that can happen, and we're here to serve you, to make you happy in what it is that we do. Thank you. Violet Knudsen.
Violet Knudsen, um, one two two eight three South Stringline Road, Aletha, Kansas six six zero six two. Um, I am here to show support from our training center in Olathe. Um, we are, I work for the training center um, that covers all of the Kansas City metro area. I am right now the instructor, um, but I want to share with you about what happened in July. July, we were like starving for drivers, and I went out recruiting any time that I can to come and get us amazing drivers, not just someone who could drive a bus, but a school bus driver that had heart and passion for these students. We worked hard to get that. Then I'm a safety trainer. I went out and went to do skills, teaching these drivers that we found to be able to maneuver the bus in the best way possible so we can keep our students safe. I work doubles. I work sometimes 12, 13-hour days to get these people trained, to get them through so we can get them to become bus drivers to start for the beginning of the school year. I suffered with my family to stay away from them so I can get these people trained because First Student is such an amazing company. I did hair for 11 years, and I thought I was so happy doing hair. I came to First Student because I wanted to be able to be with my kids and to be able to raise them and be able to spend time with them. And with that, I have stuck with First Student because I love the company. I love what it stands for. I love that we have support from every branch of the entire company. I want to share that with First Student, we have that passion. We love these students. These students are not just a person that's inside of our bus. It is a student. It is our, our whole life. It is, it is our future. And, I, and we tried so hard to get us bus drivers that we're going to care for those students just like I do. And I think that it shows because some of these people in this room, I know that I personally trained. And I know that they are here and they are doing amazing. And I just want to say thank you for giving us the opportunity. And I, and I please hope that you stay with us because First Student is going to give you the support you need. Thank you. Sarah Rathjen. Sarah Rathjen, 5545 Barton Lane in Shawnee, Kansas. My mother graduated from Shawnee Mission School. I, my, I graduated from Shawnee Mission West. My kids all graduated from Shawnee Mission North. So we have a... a, a a long time experience with Shawnee Mission School District. And in fact, when my husband and I got married, he worked for the city of Kansas City, Missouri. We had to move to, to Kansas City, Missouri. But when my kids were eligible to go to school, we didn't want them going to, to Kansas City, Missouri. And luckily, my husband changed jobs so we could move so that they could be in a good school district. I've had many different jobs in my lifetime, and I certainly wasn't looking for a new vocation. But in August, my son came home and said, they need school bus drivers. So I gave it some thought, and I thought, well, I'll give it a try. And so I did, and it took me till October to qualify as a school bus driver. But I have been very pleased with the people who I've been working with. They are a great group of people, and I have never had such good work experience in my whole life. They are wonderful to work with, and I really enjoy being a school bus driver. And I'm a substitute, so I get to go to several different schools and experience a lot of different 
um, schools and parents and students, and it's wonderful. I'm here tonight to find out what your decision is on the school bus issue, and I want to know your reasoning for choosing the choice you make, and that's why I'm here. Chris Lowe. Good afternoon. I'm Chris Love. I'm a uh, workout of the first student, um, Olathe area, uh, first student uh, branch. I'm a little bit nervous, but give me a second here and I'll catch my, my breath. <laughs> All right. But I'm going to speak from my heart. I'm here to support these guys that are here um, from the first student group in uh, Shawnee Mission. Some of these guys, like myself, starting I've been here at this company for three years. I started as a driver, and now I'm a driver trainer. Um, I personally have a dog in this race because this summer I personally myself came down and trained about 200 of these guys. So I'm one of the trainers, and I can tell you, just like the young lady that just left here, I happen to train her. So you're getting some quality stuff when you stay right here. So first student, you can go a lot of places, but... If you want something that works, you got to stick with what works. And these guys have proven there over the years, it takes more than a year to make a good driver. As a matter of fact, I've been in this thing for 25 years, and it takes a lifetime to build a driver, quality, um, character, you name it. You can't just buy that. You can't just almost choose somebody else. That ain't how this works. These people didn't have to come here. They chose to be a driver. Every last person you see behind me is somebody that said, woke up this morning and said, hey, you know what? I get to be a driver. We started in our classroom, which I was one of the classroom instructors this summer. One of the first things we say, just like the Army, the Marines have this saying, the few, the proud, the Marines. Well, first student also has a slogan. If we can't do it safely, what? What'd you say? All right. That is what we stand for. So uh, we want you guys to consider us. We think we're our, your best choice. As a matter of fact, we're going to make you proud. Ray Van Ness. Thank you for the opportunity. My name is Ray Van Ness. I live 3612 Northwest Lighthouse Court, Blue Springs, Missouri. <clears throat> you probably wonder what I'm doing here. <laughs> I am Vice President of Teamsters Local 838. Uh, first student contacted me and asked me if I'd come in and say a few things. I just want to, I represent members from USD 500, Durham Blue Valley, six first student bus lots. And I don't think any of you can tell me any different about their safety program. They have one of the best in the industry. And I've sat across the table and we've had arguments and we've had grievances. And first, the first thing and the only thing that comes is safety of the students. When they start talking about relationships with kids, every place that I've gone and every person that I've talked to who's ever drove a bus, it's really not about the wages, although that is a, that's a perk, but it's about the kids and the relationships they build from 
from the time they're toddlers till they hit high school. Um, one of the things that I find that's dear to my heart, I've got grandkids, and we all know that that's probably the most important thing that we have in our lives, and getting them to and from schools, getting there safely, getting there on time, whatever it takes, you know, it's every, every school district and every bus lot that I have has the same problems that you guys have run into. There are shortages on bus drivers everywhere we go. If you've got a full lot, you better say your prayers and hope you keep it. Uh, there are just so many things that are variables in that. We also have contracts with these people. I've done every contract. We've done six contracts. And there was never a time when safety was not the priority when we were talking about language in that contract. So I appreciate your time. I hope you have, you have a big decision to make. You've got to understand that these, these people love those kids. And I know you do too, but uh, I wouldn't want to make the decision that you've got to make. <coughs> Thank you for your time. Dean Quick. That is the end of uh, open forum then. Thank you. We will move on to the approval of minutes, E1. So moved. Second. Uh, hang on, let me get it. Uh, okay, thank you, Ms. Spisfield. Thank you, Dr. Denny. Is there any discussion? All those in favor, please say aye. 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 All those opposed? Motion carries 7 0. On to E2, the minutes of the regular meeting of January 23rd, 2017. So moved. Thank you, Ms. Sela. Second. Thank you, Ms. Mack. Any discussion? All those in favor, please say aye. 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 All those opposed? Motion carries 7-0. Adoption of the agenda, F1. Move adoption. Thank you, Second. Dr. Denning. Thank you, Ms. Bisfield. Any discussion? All those in favor, please, please say aye. 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 All those opposed? Motion carries 7-0. G1, approval of routine business by consent. Move approval. Thank Second. you, Ms. Sheila. Thank you, Ms. Neighbor. Any discussion? All those in favor, please say aye. 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 All those opposed? Motion carries 7-0. So that moves us down the consent agenda. And we are ready for action item N1, I believe. And one, Dr. Henson. Thank you, Mrs. Goodburn. We have uh, five items under the six of inaction that involve uh, travel, which I want to present to you tonight individually. Uh, the first tonight is 35 school leaders. This would be principals and instructional coaches to attend the Model Schools Conference. I want to highlight to you these are not local funds. These are Title I and Title II federal funds specifically designated for professional development of our employees. So I want to make sure that that's very clear uh, through this process. Approximately 35 of our uh, new individuals and then coaches. But again, Title I, Title II, these are federal dollars, not local classroom dollars. I would move approval of N1. Thank you, Ms. Seela. Second. Thank you, Ms. Bisfield. Is there any discussion or questions for Dr. Henson? All those in favor, please say aye. 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 All those opposed? Motion carries 7-0. N2, Dr. Henson. This is an item in relation to the Shawnee Mission North Band. 
uh, going to travel to Winter Park, Colorado for the Regional Music Festival. Great, great opportunity uh, for our kids. You'll notice we have several travel opportunities for our uh, students. Um, but I want to make it sure it's very clear as well on these student trips. Uh, these don't come from uh, district funds either. Students go out and fundraise for these opportunities. And so no school or district funds are used, even though we're highly supportive of, as a district. I think this is a great opportunity for our students. Uh, so, again, they didn't ask us for chaperones. I'm going mid-April <laughs> in Winter Park, Colorado. But uh, it's great, great for kids, and these are memories of a lifetime. So we'd recommend uh, approval of this trip for our students. So moved. Thank Second. you, Dr. Denny. Thank you, Ms. Neighbor. Any other discussion? All those uh, in favor, please say aye. 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 All those opposed? Motion carries 7-0 and 3. Uh, same issue in relation to 3. This is a student trip, uh, the Shawnee Mission Northwest Journalism uh, Program. Students traveling to Seattle, Washington for their national convention. And again, these are our dollars they're raising. But I want to also take this opportunity to say our community does a phenomenal job of responding to our students and fundraising, making sure our students have these great opportunities. Mm -hmm. And so you'll see our high schools here in the various places they're traveling. So our community is out funding these trips for our students. <coughs> phenomenal, phenomenal opportunity for students. They're not district classroom dollars, but again, thank you to our community for all their support for our kids. Move approval. Thank you, Ms. Mack. Second. Thank you, Ms. Neighbor. Any discussion? Questions? All those in favor, please say aye. 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 All those opposed? Motion carries 7-0. And 4. 4 has some similarities to 1. Uh, this is in relation to Title I and Title II federal dollars. So, again, these aren't district dollars. We have to spend these for professional learning communities. So we'll be sending uh, about 50 teachers and school leaders to these institutes offered in Texas and in our neighboring state of Missouri by Solution Tree. So, again, uh, these will be teams from Title I schools. Uh, traveling to these great professional development opportunities. And again, these are Title I and Title II federal dollars that we have to spend for professional development. Move approval of M4. Thank you, Ms. Neighbor. Second. Second. Thank you, Ms. Sela. Any discussion or questions? All those in favor, please say aye. 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 All those opposed? Motion carries 7 0 and 5. We do have a rotation cycle in relation to the district purchase of band uniforms. And so uh, we do purchase uniforms, obviously, for our students on a regular basis. And we're gonna, when they're going to take these great trips, we want them to look nice, right? <laughs> and so this time it's East High School for band uniforms. Band uniforms uh, in this case are $86,896.66. But again, it's a part of the rotation that we have. Uh, for band uniforms uh, for our kids and so we're happy to make this recommendation the last band uniform replacement at east was in the 0405 school year so these uniforms are now 12 years old move approval thank you Ms. Bisfield second thank you I'll take Mr. Stratton um, any uh, discussion or questions I just wanted to point out that it's part of the capital outlay budget it is thank you that is correct thank you Ms. Mack any other questions or discussion? All those in favor, please say aye. 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 All those opposed? Motion carries 7-0. And 6. So different high school in relation to travel, but uh, we're at Shawnee Mission East. 
for the band to travel to Orlando, Florida for the National Dance Alliance competition. Again, these are not school or district funds, and a thank you to our community for supporting our students as they travel. Um, but we've always had the board approve these trips. So planned by the parents and the students and the teachers, but before they travel, it uh, comes to you for approval. So again, no school or district funds, but our students from East in relation to this issue will be traveling uh, down to Orlando, Florida. Move approval of N6. <coughs> Thank you, Ms. Neighbor. Second. Thank you, Dr. Denny. Any questions or discussion? All those in favor, please say aye. 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 All those opposed? Motion carries 7-0. Action 01, Dr. Henson. Thank you, Mrs. Goodburn. The individuals that are before you tonight are the building administrative contract renewals. As you know, we've done other district-level leadership, reminding you that we're just rolling these contracts over for a year. Uh, we do not deal with compensation until a later period of time, so the terms are the same. We just change the year, so after the course of evaluations, we're recommending uh, these contracts for approval uh, by the board. Again, we're not dealing with compensation. We're rolling them over for a year. Same terms. We change the year date. Okay. So move. Thank you, Dr. Denny. Second. second. Um, Question? Oh, hold on. Let me get the second first. Ms. Neighbor, how about you? Ms. Neighbor. Okay, questions. So what is the timing of that when the, the salary piece comes in for consideration? It depends in relation to uh, when we um, settle with our teachers and our other employee groups. So we've, we've always held off until that time frame. So that could be June. It could be during the next contractual period. So it varies significantly during that time frame. Right. frame so after the teacher negotiation. That's how we've traditionally handled it, yes. Thank you. Any other questions for Dr. Henson? Yes. All those in favor, please say aye. 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 All those opposed? Motion carries 7-0. P1, Dr. Henson. Dr. Aitha, if you would uh, join us at the microphone tonight, please. We have proposed uh, facility rate increases for 17, 18, 18, 19. Dr. Aitha has been working on this uh, issue for a number of months and has a proposal before us tonight. Dr. Aitha. Thank you, Dr. Henson. The Shawnee Mission School District has not reviewed its facility rental fee structure for six or seven years. As a result, rental fee charges have fallen well below other districts in Johnson County. Initially, after conducting a market analysis, the administration proposed a fee increase that would have captured most, if not all, of district expenses. In addition, the fee structure would have been immediately competitive with surrounding Johnson County school districts. As shared with the board, these increases would have been significant and challenging to meet for some of our community groups and many of our Shawnee Mission residents. Even though they would have had six months to make the adjustment. After reflecting on the administration's first recommendation and visiting with stakeholders, the facility fee committee decided to make the following changes and amend the previous recommendation accordingly. Increased fees will be implemented over a two-year period beginning July 1, 2017, with 50% of the proposed increase charged in 2017-18 and the remaining 50% charged in 2018-19. Elementary gymnasium rental fees for a wood floor will be reduced from an initial proposed $20 per hour 
to $15 per hour. Grass rental fees will be reduced from $4 an hour to $2 an hour. Stadium rental fees will be reduced from a flat rate of $650 per event to $110 per hour. Supervision will be reduced from $29 an hour to $21 an hour. Initially, we were going to provide the supervision with our custodians and maintenance folks, and those folks would have been on overtime. We learned through our negotiated agreement we could provide the supervision with our certificated staff, our teachers, and that's at a set rate of $21 an hour. Security will be increased from $29 an hour to $37.50. According to Captain Smith, that's probably a little bit low uh, because off-duty policemen here in the Kansas City area make close to $40 an hour. In the future, the district will conduct a cost study along with a market analysis every two years to determine actual costs associated with renting Shawnee Mission School District facilities and to compare the district's rental fee structure with other school districts in Johnson County. Finally, the administration recommends to increase, decrease facility rental fees will be determined based on the data collected and will be aligned with the board's policy KG, use of school district facilities by community groups. With this said, the administration recommends approval of the proposed facility rental fees, rental increase for the 2017 and 2018-19 school years. I'll move. Second. Thank you, Dr. Denny. Thank, thank you, Ms. Sela. Um, does anyone have any questions for Dr. Etha? Yes, Mr. Stratton. So you did a nice job of summarizing the negotiation and the back and forth conversation. I don't want that missed. What, what are the types of organizations that we included in that kind of conversation with the community groups? GABL uh, was probably the major contributor to the conversation. Uh, also, um, we, we did have discussions with our lacrosse groups, um, but that's about it. So the basketball leagues and the lacrosse groups? Yes. And GABL, once <coughs> our facilities, I think somewhere around 8,000 hours, something like that. Mm -hmm. It's significant. Great. Thanks. Ms. Mack. Um, Dr. Ethan, when you presented to this, presented this to us previously, you did note that there is a difference between um, for-profit and not-for-profit. Would you like to talk about that a bit, please? Yes. Uh, the for-profit, if, if you're renting from us for profit, everything just about doubles because you are renting it to turn a profit. These community groups that are renting for us, as a matter of fact, we're going to even waive their supervision and their security and allow them to um, provide that themselves as long as they take care of our facilities and provide a safe activity. But we will charge the supervision and the security to a group that rents from us uh, for profit. Thank you. Are there any other questions? No? Okay, we have a motion and a second. So all those in favor, please say aye. 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 All those opposed? Motion carries 7-0. Thank you for your work, Dr. Aitha. Okay, P2, Dr. Hansen. Dr. Southwick, thank you for your work uh, in relation to our um, health clinic. 
So um, I know you have a contract to present to us tonight, please. We do. Um, I'd like to ask for Aaron Eason to come forward. Um, Aaron is a representative who's worked very closely with the district team. I might mention Tammy McCoy and Dr. Sumner and myself have worked um, over the last several months to work with the process uh, with Aaron uh, from CBiz to select the uh, contract manager um, for our new health clinic that will open up in August. So Aaron's here tonight, and I think we'll also have some other recommendations to or not recommendations, uh, introductions to make. So we're glad you're here, and uh, you have the show. Take it away. Yep, take it away. <laughs> Thank you very much. My name is Erin Eason. I'm the National Director of Clinical Consulting with CBiz, and I've had the pleasure of working with the district throughout um, the last couple of years through the evaluation of feasibility all the way through today as we um, have this opportunity to, to present uh, the process and, and Marathon Health to you. So like to spend a little bit of time just talking about um, giving you a little recap of what the process has and the district has gone through to, to lead us to today. Um, we did a feasibility study to evaluate the cultural and financial um, feasibility of an on-site health center for the district and that happened about uh, in March of 2014 is when we delivered that. During that process, one of the first steps that we go through is really understanding and ensuring that the district understands what are the goals for an on-site health center, what are you hoping to achieve. And um, through that process, we were able to identify and summarize the goals um, for Shawnee Mission School District. So healthier, happier employees leading to improved recruitment and retention of the best and the brightest. Um, financially decreasing the overall health care spend, both medical and pharmacy costs decreasing costs of work, workers' compensation claims, as well as occupational health or employment testing expenses. To the employees, so that's, those are cost savings to the district, to the employees, the opportunity to reduce um, overall health care costs to them through reduction of visit fees or co-pays, as well as the reduction in their need to utilize sick time um, to go see a health a care provider. So those were the goals spend a little bit of time recapping the process that we've gone through. Some of this you all are, I know are familiar with. Um, so as I mentioned, uh, we delivered our findings in March of 2014 with regards to our feasibility study where we determined that an on-site health center would be a feasible option for Shawnee Mission School District. Then based on um, the timeline of um, the building that Dr. Southwick talked about um, earlier this evening, we um, targeted August of 2017 as a clinic, potential clinic opening date and backed into an, a request for proposal process from there. So in August of 2016, we released the RFP and got, got uh, responses backed in September of 2016. Ten uh, responses were received, and from that ten, there were five finalists identified. Carrie TC, Cerner in conjunction with Shawnee Mission Medical Center, HealthStat, Marathon Health, and Vera Whole Health. So those top, of those top five finalists, they all came um, into town in November of 2016 and had two hours to present to a group that was comprised of Dr. Southwick, Dr. Sumner, Tammy McCoy, your well-being coordinator, and then representatives from CBIS. So they got to spend two hours talking about who they were, and ultimately, and most importantly, how they could best serve the Shawnee Mission School District. And during that time, um, and through that time, the top two finalists were identified. So those two, top two finalists were Carrie TC, uh, an uh, organization out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Marathon Health. In December 
of last year, we did conducted site visits where we went on site to health centers that were managed by both of those organizations. And ultimately, from that process, uh, the district selected Marathon Health to move forward with. From a process standpoint and how Marathon was selected, through the RFP, the proposal merit was evaluated, so the, the quality of the technical response, the price, the de their demonstrated experience and references, and their well-being resources and programming. But perhaps more importantly, through the finalist presentations and reference site visits, that was the portion of the process where we really identify if what they say they do, they actually do. So they talk to us, and then we talk to their clients, and we talk to their clinicians, and we really begin to understand if they, they, they truly um, achieve and follow the processes that they define, and Marathon certainly did have a demonstrated commitment to quality and consistency from what they said they did to what they actually did. In addition to that, Marathon Health had a strong, identifiable culture that closely aligned to the districts, and more specifically, aligned to the district's goals for this health center. And so for that reason, they were selected. So I know you all have had the opportunity to review the service agreement, um, but I wanted to just call out a couple of key points um, that, that we thought were important with regards to the agreement itself. So it is a three-year contract with one-year extensions following. Within the um, agreement, there is a budget adherence uh, protection provision that protects the district from any costs in excess of 10% over what was proposed during the RFP process, assuming that um, capacity or, I'm sorry, utilization is within what Marathon Health projected um, with the understanding that there are some things that are outside of their control. You know, somebody hikes up the cost of a medication, we'll have a conversation about it, but there's a budget adherence protection included. Marathon also put 10% of their annual um, service fees at risk, and those are tied to three main categories. Uh, patient experience, which is going to be measured through a patient satisfaction survey that will be administered following every visit. Um, improvement in health overall, and that's measured through the reduction of health risk factors, reducing BMI, reducing blood pressure, those types of measurements. And then finally, reduction of per capita spend um, on health plan, health plan costs. So all aligning to the vision and mission that was set out by the district um, in, in the beginning of this project. So with your approval, we hope that the clinic will open in August of 2017. Really excited to move forward. And I'd like to introduce Jerry Ford, who's the CEO of Marathon Health, just to tell you a little, so he can tell you a little bit about them. Thank you, Aaron. Dr. Henson, Dr. Southwick, uh, your honorable board of, board members. Uh, my name is Sherry Ford. I'm the CEO of Marathon Health, and we have the distinct privilege and honor to care for locally the uh, city of Overland Park and city of Olathe and their fine employees and dependents as well operating health centers. We have the privilege of operating 150 health centers in 40 states. And in doing so, it's our primary and only focus to serve employees and dependents of organizations. We focus, as Aaron mentioned, on the patient experience, on the quality of the care, and on moving the needle in terms of the overall spend, per capita spend, of the individual and the organizations. We are very passionate about what we do. We have the privilege of servicing 14 health centers for nine school districts around the country, and where better 
in our mind for us to operate and throw our good passion, our good people, towards helping people who help children. And we're very honored with this opportunity. We look forward to the ability to serve you. We toured your wonderful facility today. And we think everything that you've done has positioned this to be incredibly successful for your people, for the community, and for the taxpayers. So we're very appreciative. We thank you, and we look forward to this opportunity and be more than willing to take any questions if you have them at this time. Dr. Danny. I just have one question, and I think it goes more to uh, Aaron's comment and, and perhaps where the comma is. But I think she intended to say that she hoped we'd approve the contract instead of she hoped you'd open in August. <laughs> I hope that you will approve the contract so that we can open in August. <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. <laughs> Any other questions? I would move approval of P2. Second. Thank you, Ms. Field. Thank you, Ms. Neighbor. Any other questions or comments? All those in favor, please say aye. 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 All those opposed? Motion carries 7 0. Okay, P3. Dr. Henson. Dr. Atha, welcome back to the microphone tonight to talk about student transportation, please. Thank you. <coughs> On November 2nd, 2016, the Shawnee Mission School District released a request for proposal for student transportation services. This RFP was released after first student was informed that its agreement with the school district would be terminated at the end of the current school year. The district considered a number of factors when processing, reviewing, and analyzing proposals. The district's primary consideration was the best interest of our students, their safety, well-being, and education. The district's decision to transition its work from first student to another company echoes that consideration and follows a number of concerns with first student's performance over the last 18 months. The district's RFP specified, and I quote, the lowest price proposed would not guarantee an award. The board reserves the right to select the proposal which best meets its required needs, quality levels, and budget constraints. A contract will be awarded to a qualified vendor submitting the best proposal, unquote. The district then listed 15 additional categories that would inform its decisions to select the best vendor to provide transportation services to the district. Those categories included district expense, excuse me, district experience, if any, with proposer, proposers driver safety and training programs, proposers ability to handle the work, Proposers experience and plan to provide quality service to the district and proposers plan to communicate with the district and community stakeholders. The Board of Education specifically reserved the right to consider all relevant and reasonable criteria in selecting a proposer. The district's careful consider the district carefully considered its experience with first student. 
That experience weighed heavily in favor of transitioning to a different vendor. Through this process, the district determined that DS bus lines of Edwardsville, Kansas, submitted the best proposal to meet the needs of our students, staff, parents, and community. The district weighed a number of factors in selecting a transportation services company. Chief among those considerations is what is best for the children of the Shawnee Mission School District. Based upon the district's review of the proposals and its recent transportation experiences with first student, the administration is recommending approval of RFP number 16048, Student Transportation Services, to contract DS bus lines for a total of $12,770,000 for the 2017-18 school years. This transportation service will be paid for out of our general fund, special ed funds, and vocational funds. With that said, I'm happy to entertain any questions. Mr. Stratton. Um, you cited a lot, of, a lot of factors. Good folks here came and shared a lot of things. I'm not asking you to recite through all of those, but do you have any comments about the things that were said here or specifically about the new provider? So the folks here who spoke talked about the current provider and asked some questions about the proposed provider. Would you like to elaborate on either of those? Sure. Um, uh, DS Bus Lines um, owner, Don Kincaid. Uh, Don Kincaid provided transportation service for, for this district from about 1980 till about 2002, I believe. So 22 years. And during that time, the enrollment of the Shawnee Mission School District was significantly larger during that time than it is now. I believe it was over 30,000 students at that time. And checking references during that time, uh, we, we learned that uh, services were, were impeccable and, uh, and a job well done. Okay, thank you. Any other questions? Ms. Mack. Dr. Aretha, um, you said in your statement um, basically that your experience with first student is the reason why you are recommending um, DS um, bus services out of Edwardsville, Kansas. Would you like to elaborate on that a little bit, please? Could you clarify your question a little more? Um, the exp you, you, I believe you stated in your comments, maybe I, I think I have them in written form um, as well, but you stated that, there, that the experience when the district looks at a contract, it can look at things other than the lowest bid. Um, in this situation, you said that there was experiences that have happened uh, with the contract with first uh, student um, that is leading you to recommend a different company. Would you like to elaborate on that, yes. please? We were concerned about the performance uh, with uh, uh, first student. I'd be happy to cite some examples, certainly won't list them all. But here's one example. The district during the 2016-2017 school year has conservatively documented 16, 618 late buses. 114 of these buses have been late by greater than 20 minutes. Uh, another example, first student failed to transport the Shawnee Mission North High School Strolling Strings Orchestra to the Overland Park Marriott for the 2015 Regional Teacher of the Year 
awards banquet. These students were the scheduled entertainment for the evening. This was an embarrassment for the school, district, school board, and administration. More importantly, our students missed an opportunity to perform and demonstrate their skills to our community and regional area. Another example, first student is expected by the Kansas State Department of Education to conduct safety drills, document such drills, and produce this documentation for the KSDE auditor. First student currently cannot produce this documentation in its entirety. They are missing the documentation for 13 elementary schools and one middle school. In total, 51 bus evacuation forms cannot be produced, at least at this time. The district made contact with first student, but they could not find the documentation. As a result, the Shawnee Mission School District may receive a negative audit for bus safety for this school year. One more example, buses are consistently not showing up or showing up late to transport enhanced learning students. There have been 20 documented, documented incidences this year that an EL bus has been late to pick up students. Late times range from nine minutes to an hour and a half. These are academic minutes that our special education students are missing. Principals, teachers, and several parents are concerned with this ongoing problem. Dr. Aether, are you hearing from parents, or have you heard from parents? Yes. Through this time period. Uh, probably our coordinator of transportation, Bruce Maples, hears more, hears more of the concerns than I do directly, but uh, I do hear uh, some concerns. As a matter of fact, some of those concerns come through you as a board and come to me to look into. Yeah. Are there any question, other questions or comments? Okay, well, we have a recommendation. Uh, we need a motion. I would move approval of the superintendent's recommendation. Thank you, Dr. Denny. Second. Thank you, Ms. Sela. Any other questions or comments? No. All those in favor, please say aye. 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 All those opposed? Motion carries 7-0. I'd like to explain my vote. Mr. Stratton. Um, I don't want it to go left unsaid that, that your, your talk today was not taken into this consideration. It is extremely important to hear the input that we heard from you. Um, I thank you very much for that input. I, I, I thought long and hard about that decision, so I want you to understand this isn't a fait accompli uh, kind of decision, that in fact your input was very important, and I appreciate the comments that were made today. So thank you for being here. Madam President, with your permission, yes. I'd like to introduce um, Don Kincaid, owner of DS Bus Lines. I think he would like to say a few words. Sure. And his son, Scott. Good evening, Scott Kincaid, uh, DS Bus, member of the Kincaid Group. And this is my old man with respect, Don Kincaid. Um, I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate the, uh, the vote of confidence in DS Bus. You know, Dad's been doing this for 50-plus years. Being second generation, I've been doing this all my life, uh, close to 35 years. 
Uh, we've grown up in the Shawnee Mission School District. Look forward to working with and partnering with the Shawnee Mission School District. Work with working all the drivers and everyone who showed up here tonight. I appreciate that and I respect obviously first student, everyone here from first students and uh, want the best. Look forward to meeting everybody and look forward to working with the group here. Dad, anything, any comments? I'd like to thank you for your considerations and your vote of confidence. As my son said, I've done this for 50 years. I've lived in Shining Mission 68 years. Went to grade school at Crestview, Hocker Grove, and Shining Mission North. I have a lot of familiarity. We're very excited about this opportunity. We won't let you down. We're excited about the fall. And thank you. Thank you. Dr. Henson, P4. A little bit of construction going on in the school district, as you're aware. So, Dr. Southwick, we're going to remodel Indian Creek to move Brookwood Elementary there. Would you explain that to us, please? <clears throat> yes, you have a before you numbers um, recommendation from us. I may let the room clear yeah. for just a minute, if that's yeah. okay. Thank you. So you have before you tonight um, a request to approve for construction manager con uh, at Indian Creek in the number of $741,995. Explain a little bit about what that is. As you know, we've transitioned students around the district as we built new elementary facilities. Part of our move-in to the Center for Academic Achievement will be having staff that will move out of Indian Creek. It's primarily <coughs> served as a center for us for um, services across the district. Uh, we're excited about um, opportunity to rebuild Brookwood, and we will be moving students into Indian Creek come August. And uh, the dollars that we have budgeted are, uh, are part of the budget. It was, they were planned dollars for us to move Indian Creek back to service into a school. So um, after we do this work this summer, we'll have the flexibility to move our Brookwood students in. Uh, they'll be there uh, probably for about 18 months like we have in the past. And uh, then once they move into their new school, we'll have that school available ready to go for students. So it is being put back into a full service school. So uh, that construction um, management agency work will be done by J.E. Dunn and uh, feel comfortable with the numbers and the fact that they'll have that building ready to go when we're ready to start in August. Mm -hmm. I would move approval of P4. Second. Thank you, Ms. Mack. Second. Thank you, Ms. Zila. <laughs> Thank you, Ms. Zila. Any other comments or questions? All those in favor, please say aye. 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 All those opposed? 
Motion carries 7-0. Q1, Dr. Henson. Thank you, Mrs. Goodburn, Dr. Atha, and or Nancy. Uh, you can join us uh, tonight. As you are aware, the Federal Food Service Program is under the United States Department of Agriculture. And so sometimes they mandate some of the things that we do. In fact, every day they mandate things that we do. So, uh, Nancy, thanks for being here tonight. We appreciate it very much. Would you explain this to us, please? Uh, USDA has now mandated that all districts that participate in the National School Lunch and Breakfast Program um, institute and communicate to the patrons our meal charge policy, and that's effective July 1st. I'm happy to say we have had a charge policy or practice <coughs> in place for pretty close to 10 years, and we've communicated that very well in the school meals flyer that we send out to everyone. Now we're just going to put our practice into policy. Thank you. Yeah. So Motion. Thank you, Dr. Denny. Second. Thank you, Ms. Bisfield. Any other questions or comments? All those in favor, please say aye. 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 All those opposed? Motion carries 7-0. Q2. Thank you, Mrs. Goodburn. Annually, you are required to uh, approve the school fees for the next school year. We don't have any changes in this recommendation. It comes before you tonight for approval for the 17-18 school year. So moved. Thank you, Ms. Sela. Second. Thank you, Ms. Neighbor. Any other questions or comments for Dr. Henson? All those in favor, please say aye. 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 All those opposed? Motion carries 7-0. Q3. This policy change uh, will align the policy with the program of studies that you've already approved. Mm -hmm. So as you know, when we approve one thing, sometimes it's in multiple locations. So the program of studies you've already approved, this aligns our board policy, IHF, in relation to uh, graduation uh, requirements. Again, um, it's already been approved in another format. Now it's just approved in the board policy. Move approval of Q3. Thank you, Ms. Neighbor. Second. Thank you, Mr. Stratton. Any other questions or comments? All those in favor, please say aye. 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 All those opposed? Motion carries 7-0. Okay, we move to T1, comments from board members. Any board members that wish to make a comment? Oh, oh I'm sorry, Ms. Thank you. I would just like to say thank you to Dr. Atha. I know you have put in countless hours over the transportation um, contract issue as well as the fee schedule. So I just want to thank you for all your efforts in that. That was outstanding. Oh, Ms. Neighbor. Uh, several of us had the opportunity today to, to go through Crestview. Um, it looks exciting, colorful. I think the kids will love it. Um, I think the teachers will love it. They, I've heard they've already walked through and kind of laid plans of what they would like to do. And also the, um, the new administrative center uh, looks ac absolutely uh, beautiful. We had a test view of the new bistro today, and we were not ready to leave, except there was no food there, so we had to leave. Um, it's exciting to see the changes that have been made, and you know the opportunities for our students are endless. Um, and when you have the opportunity to go and see this facility and how uh, it integrates together and um, the, the possibilities that are there. I think you will all be extremely surprised and uh, 
very moved by all the things that have been incorporated into this facility. It brings a lot of people together and uh, starts to look across lines and, and details. So um, thank you for uh, Mr. Robinson and the staff and all those that have worked so hard to get these buildings open and to Dr. Southwick, who I know, you know, has had to give reports and Dr. Hansen looks at him like, isn't it tomorrow? And he goes, not yet, two days, three days. But it's going to be exciting for the district. Uh, so if you drive by, um, be ready for some really exciting um, new items on the horizon. Ms. Mack. I wanted to say thank you um, to our bus drivers who are currently transporting our students. We do take the safety of our students extremely seriously. It's a priority. They're probably the first person in the morning that have contact with our students for a lot of them. We decided to go a different direction tonight, but that doesn't make us appreciate those folks any less. So we want to say thank you to them and to all the people who work on behalf of this district, uh, whether they be subcontractors or directly employed with this district. We take that... Um, take it very, very seriously, the safety of our students. So thank you to those people who touch the lives of our students every day and keep that safety foremost in their minds. Thank you. Anyone else? Okay, then we are adjourned. Thank you all for attending tonight.